see this bj novak trailer no is it no is it, yeah right he made a movie it's a focus feature of course mm-hmm. uh it's entitled vengeance mm-hmm. uh and he is written directed and is starring uh, yeah. as a follow-up to his fx show i guess which uh mm-hmm. i recently added to my uh, fx on hulu queue for some reason. lucas hedges okay. was on um, an episode of that yes he was it's i think the like the most recent lucas hedges it was credit. him and deaver right caitlin deaver. i think so Io Adebari was on an episode too. Like there was like it had some cool people on it. I think. Yeah. Uh, but this new movie, it's called Vengeance. It stars B.J. Novak as a guy who, I guess, out of obligation, is going to a funeral in Texas for a girl who he's like hooked up with a few times, but who the family thinks like they were, had a serious relationship with each other, and she's died. And I guess someone else thinks he, he comes into contact with someone else who thinks like basically believes in a conspiracy theory that she has been murdered and he like has to deal with that and then i guess it seems like it might be true and then there's like a lot of stuff about guns in texas and stuff uh ashton kutcher's also in it j smith cameron is in it it's got a weird cast yeah um it's a very interesting trailer that i watched and was like this is interesting that he's just allowed to make this movie um it seems very uh faux deep uh, yeah, I'm like, how how is this movie not at either Tribeca or Sundance? I, I believe it is at Tribeca. Oh, it is at Tribeca. Yes, All right, course. fair enough. Fair <laughs> um, enough. Yeah, so, you know, Vengeance coming soon from Focus Features. It's getting a full theatrical release, because Focus, it'll be on Peacock eventually, I imagine. Yeah. All, All right, right, well, welcome to Can I Kick It? My name is Jesse Catherine Weber. This is a podcast about film festivals, and I'm joined by... Andy Kermuga. Colin Ashley. Yep. I forgot what order we do things in, because it's yeah, been I so mean, I also a normal four-person panel well, yeah, Jesse still, We still don't, because Amelia's yeah, in no, we can. Don't. Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah, we we just talked to him. He's there. Yeah, uh, we checked going... in with Emilio. He seems like he's doing okay. He's very tired. Yep. He hasn't seen any movies yet. Um, mm-hmm. But he successfully made it to Cannes. There's mm-hmm. photos of him on the Palais, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit, of, a tidbit he just shared with us in the group chat. One thing he heard secondhand was that there's line cutting and bad vibes happening around it. Wow! So, your exclusive report from on the ground in Cannes <laughs> yep. here on Cannes. I kick it that mm-hmm. this is the thing you come to this podcast for. So when you yep. hear that tidbit three days later, or at the <laughs> earliest. <laughs> Right. When you hear this on Friday at the earliest, right. This was we knew this on Tuesday. Yeah, by um, by I mean I'm sure by uh Friday the bad vibes it can will be legendary. <laughs> well, this is the th- I mean bad vibes an interesting uh in- I mean, entree into this can, right? Sure. Yeah. There's, there's not good vibes. Yeah, it seems like people well, I don't know. It's hard to get a sense cuz like, you know, uh, right. People tend to be very hyperbolic in their online reactions to things. Uh, and I think, like, Kyle Buchanan, I think, was tweeting about this, like, 
who's like, well, most things have been like fine, and people have had like mixed reactions to them. But right. then it's just like a lot of like people like rushing to be like, oh, it's a masterpiece, or oh, it's a it's the worst thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, and they're just like, isn't the like the drive my car or the parasite or the right. uh not yeah? There's not like a, oh, Hollywood. this is gonna be. There's the not movie. like a that. The closest thing we've had to that is probably decision to leave. I do think like I think the Kelly Reichert movie could be that. Uh, yeah, certainly. I mean, maybe uh, I, yeah, I feel like yeah. like we're gonna what once we kind of talk over some like more general news, we're gonna go through the uh, uh, just to talk about what has come of the competition so far. We're gonna go through the uh, the screen jury grid, uh, bottom to top, uh, and like it is like there's not like the high. Like, uh, Decision to Leave was the first thing to get over a three, and that is right. still in question because a couple people haven't rated it yet. Uh, but, like, it's not... Like, last year there were only three things that were a three or over. Like, it would be unusual if there were, yeah. like, several things. To be clear, this is a one to four point. Or, I guess, yes, zero to four Yeah, so it's scale, zero to right? four. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So. so, yeah, it's, like, the highest... The highest rating ever was uh, Burning, got a 3.8, which was, like, incredible. Um, right. Like, Parasite and Drive My Car both got 3.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and uh, Decision to Leave is up at 3.2 right now. But then, like, the other thing is, like, I was tweeting last night, like, the lowest rating film right now is... Uh, Valeria Bruni Tedeschi's film at 1.8, and, like, that is higher than Titan was last year. Titan was a 1.6. There were, like, four or five things that were lower than that. Like, there, there's also not been the, like, abject disasters, and there's nothing coming up that really Screams seems like, like it's yeah. gonna be that. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I think... I think ultimately what we're probably gonna end up with it looking like is like a slightly muted festival, uh, but not like a bad one necessarily. Uh, I mean, maybe right. a little bit like, uh, 2017 when, uh, which like similarly, I think like in 2017, like the thing that we might end up seeing again is like the things that ended up being successful that year are like mostly the English language things and like if we end up seeing Reichert doing really well and if the Denis is well liked uh you know you already have James Gray and Cronenberg have been received fairly well though not ecstatically um yeah so yeah we'll get into some more of those competition titles and also some of the highlights from the sidebars in a little bit, but first we do have some more news. All of it is either can news or can market news. Um, I guess we can start with, uh, this is not the first time this has been reported, but Lynn Ramsey's finally making another movie. Uh, there have been several things that have, like, been announced since you were never really here, though I can't remember if any of those 
had a cast. Um, this one uh, is starring Julianne Moore and Sandra Oh, uh, and there's supposedly a third lead role that's gonna is supposed to be a man in his sixties. That mm-hmm. we'll see who gets that. Um, but it's based on uh, fingers Mark crossed Gordon. for Andy. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I know. Colin said he wasn't gonna talk this episode, but he couldn't resist. Sorry, calling me old. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but uh, it's based off of a Margaret Atwood short story that was in the New Yorker relatively recently. Um. I, uh, you know, you were never really here. It was based on a novella by a frequent New York time, uh, New Yorker contributor. So, uh, potentially in that same vein. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I uh... Sandra O in a movie again seems very yeah. That's exciting. Me. I think. Um... I mean, like Julianne Moore. Also, I feel like has not been having an especially good go of it. Lately, yeah. Sandro had that South by movie, the horror movie, right? Oh, right, right. which then like yeah. came out in and theaters. No one liked yeah. it. Like, yeah, no one uh, liked. And then, or what is saw him. the last thing Moore did? Was it like the Glorias? Dear Evan Hansen. Dear, okay. <laughs> I, it's literally so the last bad. movie she was in. She's I also, didn't say anything. I just the, said the title of the. Movie. She's in Woman in the Window, and she's really good at that. From last year, yeah. She's yeah, here. but there's not been, like, necessarily a uh, particularly critically acclaimed post-Oscar role for her. That's true. Uh, I mean, like, she's in Wonderstruck a few years later, but that's not a particularly big role. Uh, and there was, uh, at one point, she was maybe going to do a movie with Haynes and Natalie Portman uh, that... Maybe, I mean, I, I guess this seems to be what her next thing would be, but maybe that is also back in play now that Fever has again fallen apart, um, the, the which was going to be the Michelle Williams Peggy Lee movie uh, that she said in that, uh, was it a variety profile, I think, that that had fallen apart. Um... But yeah, um, we we had um, more uh, people saying things at Cannes. Uh, Vigo Vigo Mortensen, uh, uh, I, I I think unprompted uh, was talking about uh, how much better uh, In classic uh, click hole fashion. Yeah, how much be- how much better. Um, Crash is than Titan, uh, and of uh-huh. course it was quickly pointed out that uh, the president of this year's jury uh, was one of the stars of Titan. <laughs> I so people were like, "Oh, okay, so he's gonna be mad uh, that Vigo was saying this, and Crimes of the Future is, isn't gonna win anything." I think the opposite. I think that Lindo is power move. Yeah, I think he's gonna uh, very passively aggressively give. Vigo Mortensen best actor. Um, I don't understand how that is possible. <laughs> how, what a passive aggressive best actor win is. He's taking the <laughs> high road. Mm, sure. Vigo's of course That's... right. 
Right. I guess, and then, like, is, like, a little bitchy about it in the press conference after or something. Like... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just, you know. I just think, I mean, I don't know. I think what's more likely is that he's just gonna be like, oh, no, of course I would not let this affect my deliberations. Um, Sure. I mean, he also, like, he was, like, quoted as being, like, I don't like to judge films, right? Like, he was, like... Yeah, we talked about this. He lets them trickle down into his heart. That's um, right. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'm more mm-hmm. of a mash into my gut kind of guy instead of trickle down mm-hmm. into my heart. He was like, this mm-hmm. one's a bit of a three and a heart. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was like, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, we've got uh, some more controversy on the Quasette about the operations of the festival. Though it doesn't Gotta necessarily... say, not seeming like the best run festival yeah, uh, I in mean, any like, aspect uh, this year. Uh, Alyssa Wilkinson wrote like a kind of more wide-reaching article that is more about just like the vibes of this year's festival uh, and that they are very bad. Uh, sure. they, yeah, that that came out earlier today, uh, as we're speaking. Uh, maybe we can link to that in the show notes. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the, this one, it doesn't, it, it, the, the actual festival, it seems like their fault here is just not being involved enough, but, um, I believe what the sequence of events here was, was, uh, of course, this year we have the uh, the TikTok inaugural. competition, the inaugural TikTok competition. Uh, it was recently announced that uh, Rithy Pon, uh, filmmaker behind uh, the the missing fuck, it's called the missing picture, I think, or maybe the missing piece. Um, uh, which won on certain regard, and he's also had a couple of movies in Berlin competition over the last couple of years. Um, uh, and the, the the rest of the jury was comprised, I believe, of three other filmmakers and one TikToker. Uh, but he resigned uh, from the jury uh, and has been pretty... There's a Hollywood reporter about this. He's been pretty clear about what happened uh but so he resigned so what first happened is that tiktok people immediately like started meddling and were like i don't know i don't know if this award slate is gonna work uh what about this in terms of like what the categories would be no they were just like you can't pick these tiktoks they were, um, uh, sure. They were just like yeah, you can't. They were pick like these you pick. Ones. Yeah. They were like no. This is this isn't. These are the wrong choices. Uh, and so okay, he was like, <laughs> he at first he was kind of like, uh, how about we give two awards? One will be to your pick and one will be to my pick. And at first they were like okay, and then he was like, well, I don't love this, but I guess I'll deal with it. But then they came back to him, and they were like, actually, your pick has been disqualified because it did not meet the terms and conditions 
of the TikTok competition. And so then he was like, okay, we've got to re-deliberate then. And they were like, no, it's too late. And so at that point, he quits. Apparently since then, TikTok has entirely capitulated and he has returned to the jury. What? (laughs) Oh my God. The bad press got to them. He got his way. Uh, he really he he played this like yeah, perfectly. I mean, like... perfectly. <laughs> uh, he there's not a quote directly from Terry Fromo in this article, but what? there is a quote that Rithy Pond relayed from Terry Fromo, which is that he <laughs> says that Terry Fromo was like, "I'm so sorry that you had to deal with this. You did the right thing." Um, wow. Can you imagine <laughs> Terry Fermo in the like the week of can taking phone calls about like problems on the TikTok jury and yeah, being like I, I mean... have to deal with this bullshit like I have like mm-hmm. five, I've like I have to take make sure the press conference is happening. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I mean like... he so yeah, he is apparently going to be there to help Fermo is going to be there to, at the TikTok award ceremony. ceremony. So, so that I they don't pull any has... Last minute shenanigans. Well, no, I think people. he was always supposed to be there just to like lend it sure. an air of credibility. Um, sure. They're not giving out a TikTok Palm d'Or. It is just the TikTok okay. Grand Prix. Um, Great, but he will be there. Glad they're uh, the so same yeah the Palm d'Or like that. Uh huh. Uh huh. But yeah, it see well. It seems like the uh, the sanctity of the the Can TikTok Awards has also been upheld. Finally. So, ultimately, great news on that front. <laughs> yes. Maybe we'll watch them at some point, and Maybe, at least, yeah. Can, can you repost on TikTok? That's a thing, right? I mean, do you, I mean, well, I know you can, but you have to, like, add something, or can you just repost? I don't know. I you know, don't know. Yeah, okay. Well, on our own TikTok, maybe we'll feature the winners in some way. Yeah, um, maybe I'll do a duet with the yeah. uh, the TikTok winner. <laughs> or, like, we can do, like, a live react. I don't know how TikTok works. Like, yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll engage with these, uh, these TikToks that have been uh, given the canned stamp of approval. Um, but, yeah, there's also been some acquisitions. Uh, further acquisitions. I don't. I don't think we've had any in competition yet. I know there've been rumors about um, Neon and A twenty four and Searchlight all being involved on the Ostland. Um, mm-hmm. Our our favorite new distributor Utopia, I think, is interested in the Holy Spider. Um, but we do. Neon did pick a couple of things up. Uh, one from the festival, they bought uh, Ennis Men, the uh, Mark Jenkin film, uh, which has gotten pretty good reviews. I mean, like, to the extent that, like, anything can stand out this early from the sidebars just because, like, less people see them, it seems like this is maybe one of the standouts. Uh, his last movie, Bait. I think was pretty well received and this seems like maybe a step up from that. Um, uh, and they also bought the uh, new Alicia Rohrwacher movie uh, which uh, Josh O'Connor and Isabella Rossellini are in. 
Uh, their sure. tweet was saying, uh, coming soon, which made me think, like, oh, is she gonna kind of rush to get it ready and maybe have it at Venice, even though she's been sort of a can mainstay? Uh, but that is not the case, because the, uh, actual articles about the film, uh, say that there is more of the movie to shoot, uh, sure. later this summer. So, right. probably can next year. Yeah, yeah. No. can next year, seems likely. Uh, um, they also are more than likely going to buy Triangle of Sadness too, right? That that was what I was saying. I think that I I I what I I think what was reported was that them and A twenty four and Searchlight are all involved in the bidding. Yeah, is the last I heard. Um. You know, we'll see. I wonder how that's changed after yeah. uh, Woody Harrelson's recent comments. Oh, what did he say? <laughs> I mean, uh, he said he said he doesn't he, believe in germ theory. Yeah, he and had that, some, uh... some issues with uh, COVID regulations, <laughs> right? On and sets. that masks are like, not helpful. <laughs> yeah, to he was the like, creative process. He, yeah, he well, he also said uh, people think that uh, masks keep you fr- keep your breath from getting out so you can't spread germs but if that were the case then we would all be breathing in our own carbon monoxide and we would die uh so yeah he has some real big ideas Mm -hmm. from Woody Harrelson Mm -hmm. which I want to go on the record we do not endorse yeah no we we do not agree with Woody Harrelson about we are a pro germ germ theory theory podcast (laughs) we all believe in germ theory yeah Andy your conspiracy (laughs) podcast is called the germ theory right that's right that's right You but can you find, find that on, one on, on Spotify. You, no, you can't. You can't. It's, they, you, you know, they'd be able to find me too easily. You got to find it on the dark web. Hmm. Uh, Germ Theory is the podcast where Andy um, actually says that less things are in control of the deep state than we think. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's mostly a lot of conspiracies about, like, Broadway goings on. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that uh, that lady Patty LuPone yelled at recently was a plant. Yeah. Publicity so that she'll win the Tony again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. So, uh, a couple of the better received and higher profile... Uh, on certain regard films have starred uh, Vicky Creeps, uh, Corsage by Marie Cor- Creeps. Can I pick a favorite and, and yep. good friend Can I Vicky Creeps? Uh huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Corsage, the Marie Kortzer film, and then uh, the Emily Atef film, which is called. Pluque Jamais. Uh, I bet it's got an English language title, too, that is not on the page I'm looking at. Uh, but, uh, the former of those, Corsage, which it sounds like is, like, maybe kind of a, like, Marie Antoinette thing, uh, like a period piece with, uh, uh, what the fuck is the word? I'm... I'm tired today. What's the thing that she does in Marie Antoinette where the the new stuff is in old? Yeah, anachronisms. Thank you, Andy. That's the word I was always got for. your back, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that film uh, was bought by IFC Films. 
uh, of course. So, future AMC Plus exclusive. Yeah, not a competition title, but certainly possible. Um, And yeah, and then the other um, uh, big acquisition we've had so far uh, is frequent IFC favorite Mia Hansen Love. Do we know if Bergman Island is a AMC Plus exclusive? Not at the moment, I don't think. It wow. It could become one. Interesting. Just, well, anyway... Pl- well, uh, this is the thing. To know what's on AMC+, Plus, you just have to go to AMC+, Plus and search for it, because you would never be fed any of this. So I'm going to search for it right <laughs> now. Yeah. Great. This is riveting. I mean, uh, let's see. Bergman... Nope, nothing matching that search. So wow. No Bergman Island on AMC+, Plus right now. No Bergman Island on AMC+. Plus. You've heard it here first. Uh, and nor will Mia Hansen was next film, uh, be on IFC, uh, AMC Plus because it's been acquired by Sony Pictures Classics. Uh, so yes. maybe Oscars a step in the future. Her. Yeah, possibly. Uh, yeah, I could. Yes, I do. I could maybe see. She could certainly break through in the, sure. in the Oscar race. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't know if this will be the one, but yeah. she seems like someone who it. it could happen at some point. It might take an English language role. Maybe, sure. uh, maybe the Duke or No movie. Uh, but yeah, and it sounds like this is, uh, as, as I sort of, uh, predicted, it is getting a sort of more low-key reaction because it is in director's Fortnite and less right. people are seeing it. But the people who are seeing it seem... Much more unified in its yes, it is maybe the most uniformly to, positively yes, received than movie. Bergman Island was. So I do think in six months we're going to be like, why is this not the one that was in competition? But uh, you know, and yeah, I mean the as we've said, like there haven't been like disasters in competition necessarily, but none of the French films have been received especially well so far. I guess it's only two so far, uh, Bruni Tedeschi and Def Uh, but, uh, last thing on the news, uh, we have an update to our previous fan favorite segment, mm-hmm. the Funny Pages cast report. Um, uh-huh. with the movie premiered today, right? Yeah, like it, the movie did recording. premiere today. Seems like people I saw like generally it. positive things, yeah. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the... But but the other thing that has happened is that uh, via the director's Fortnite, we have gotten the A24 press kit. And there are some new names on this cast list. Um, so to recap. Uh, to, to recap, we have... Uh, we do know, now have uh, Daniel Zulgadri appears to be the lead of the film from 8th grade. Uh, and Matthew Mayer also playing like a big supporting role, which is exciting. Um, Maria Dizia and Josh Pais, I believe, are playing his parents. Um, we've got Stephen Adley Gerges. We've got Andy Milanakis. We've got... Natural. <laughs> um, I feel like this may be... I mean, there maybe are some names that have disappeared from this cast list. Like, uh, uh, .com not in this press kit. Wow. Uh, I think there's maybe one or two other people that maybe were cut out, or I don't know. But there are 
four new names. I mean, there's several new names, but I right. believe four, four new and notable. of note. Yes. yes. I know um, one of these. You know one of them. Did I just say it? Uh, no, because Andy's going to guess them. Um, I will say, I think, I think of these four names, we've got three Andy names and one Cullen name. Uh, I don't know which one you know, Cullen. My guess is I know the Cullen name, because I don't think it's an Andy name. Yeah, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think you must. Um, so yeah, let's see. Let me, let me give you, uh some hints we've got um in the role of grandfather a uh, a supporting player from a a recent oscar favorite ooh recent <coughs> oscar favorite supporting yeah. player yeah uh, uh richard e grant no more supporting than that more supporting okay <laughs> Uh, but you've got the year right, I believe. Ooh, can I guess? Uh, but yeah, yeah, Yes, sure. please. Sam Elliott? Right movie, wrong person, more Ooh. supporting, much more supporting. It can't it's, be. It's not noodles. Dave <laughs> 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 Chappelle? No, no, no. Uh, Is it um, even slightly more supporting? Uh... Oh fuck! Is it? Uh, is it Alec Baldwin? Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. Less supporting than that. But it's uh, yeah. it's a Star is Born. Oh, Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Right, Andrew nope. Dice Clay. No, nope. was, oh, that's what I was worried it was gonna be. No. Nope. Um, You're all naming who else? Uh, Anthony Ramos. Nope. As grandfather Andy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be. It's it's one of the other limo driver guys with. No. Nope. What? No. The <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Who else is in this movie? Um, it's a Star Wars one. Is the movie? I right, yeah. Yes. I hope I didn't make up this person being in a Star is Born. You made. I just say I so barely much. know who this person is. Okay. But it's uh, an Andy name, and they're in a Star. I is think born. so. I feel like it is. Um. Okay. Yes, this person is. In A Star Is Born. What's their name in A Star Is Born? Carl. Oh, it's fucking... Is it Greg Grunberg? Nope. Uh. <laughs> You're gonna guess every person who's in A Star Is Born. It's been so long since I've seen to... A Star Is Born. Um, I've seen it recently. Who's Carl? He is billed higher than I would have guessed. Um, is he is it is he like early in the movie maybe or like no I mean, he's no. relatively late in the movie. Um, in the movie. Oh oh is it the guy who is um, at the rehab? Yeah, you got it, Cohen. What's his name? What's, his What's name? the heck's name? <laughs> oh fuck! I don't remember. I don't remember the actor's name either. Uh, star of uh, Alias. Uh, L.A. Confidential. It's of oh. course Ron Rifkin. Ron Rifkin. Ron Rifkin. Yeah. Ron Rifkin in the role of grandfather. Of yeah. Uh, let's. He's see. great in *Star Is Born*. I mean, Bradley kept calling on his alias friends. That's we love that. Grunberg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alias yep. now on uh, Disney Plus, of course. Wow. Okay. Wonderful. The natural. Um. Right. Now, uh, <laughs> in the role of Mrs. Ox, we have. Uh, O-C-H-S. We have 
an actor uh, who acted in a film uh, to whom we spoke, or not we, I spoke to uh, the filmmakers behind that film. So someone from Strawberry Mansion? Mm-hmm. Haven't seen. Don't know anyone who's in it. <laughs> well, so female cast, cast member of Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember because I when I was just thinking of like what are some names I was like oh maybe Reed Bernie like Andy obviously... you're so close God who um, plays Reed Bernie's wife who in... does play that in that movie that I saw two years ago at this point um hmm. I <laughs> I'll give you a here's here's perhaps a hint that will help. Reed okay. Bernie's son, played by Ephraim Bernie, who might have played his wife. Is it Reed Bernie's real wife? <laughs> Cullen, you've got it. I don't know who I, that yes, is. Yes, but I don't recall who that is. It is Constance Shulman. Okay, Constance Shulman. Okay, great. Uh, okay. Happy, happy for that. Yeah. God. I really was just going to be like, if you were just like, name a name, I would have said Reed Birdie. That's crazy. So... Yeah, he's one of the famous people who's in that movie. Sure. Um, let's see. In the role of Ryan, this is the Cullen name, uh, frequent collaborator with uh, some of the producers of this film. Of which film? Of Funny of Pages. Of Funny Pages. Oh. Klein Do I know who the producers of Funny about. Pages are? We have discussed it. Right. Uh, I don't retain produced by the, on this show. Produced by the Softie Brothers. Okay. All right. So it's uh, someone who's been in a Safties movie. Two. Yeah. More than one. More than one. So it's yeah. not Barkat Abdi. No. It's not. Um, would love to see Barkat Abdi in more things. Mm-hmm. Um two Safdie's movies. If you're thinking about timeline, recall that this was shot pretty shortly after Good Time came out. Okay. God. Uh, who's in Good Time besides Robert Pattinson? <laughs> you may just not remember this person's yes, name. no, I probably don't. Colin, what's the name? It's Buddy Duris. Okay. He plays yeah. the, the other guy in Good Time. Mm-hmm. Great actor. Mm-hmm. Always happy to see him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was able I'm... to uh, be in this movie because he wasn't in prison yeah, when he is... it was shot, yeah. I guess. Um, and, of course... I'm doing uh... so miserably at this. <laughs> well, Andy, in the role of Linda, in parentheses, pharmacy lady, we've got a legend. Linda Lavin? Andy, you've got the initials right. <laughs> oh! Lucy Lawless? <laughs> nope. Um, hmm. LL. Legend of uh, both the, the gold and silver screen. The gold and silver screen. What is I don't know the if gold, gold, gold television? <laughs> the, legend of both TV and film is Great. what I need okay. to say. <laughs> You gave um, TV an upgrade to the gold screen just now. <laughs> um, um, yeah. 
Uh, LL is a TV and movie legend. Uh, Lori Letkef. <laughs> nope. Lisa Loeb. Nope. Lisa Limpinelli. <laughs> nope. Uh, Laura Linney? No. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Um, <laughs> As pharmacy lady. <laughs> um, yeah. We might have exhausted every LL we know. <laughs> I think I gotta give up. You gotta give it to me. Um, star of... Titular star of uh, a long-running uh, television series. That's still on the air? No. <laughs> Not... No. Not even close. Okay. Uh, hmm. We're talking like '90s sitcom, like '80s sitcom. No, like no. Talking? Earlier. Not a, not a sitcom. Also sitcom. earlier. Earlier. So like um, '70s procedural, like. <laughs> not procedural. Hmm. I actually would not have known the genre uh, of this television program and uh without looking at it on wikipedia um how else can i describe this um lifetime member of the actor's studio studied with samford meisner wow do you think you've ever heard andy say this name before (laughs) maybe it seems like a name that andy would say Certainly. I mean, I love alliterative names. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Is he like a soap opera star? The, kind of. Oh, uh, famously banned from Saturday Night Live. Oh. Um, <laughs> who was that? Uh, he burnt a picture of the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's Lynette Loconner. Yeah. Uh no. Um God, who was that woman who was After yeah, song? after hosting the uh penultimate episode of the first season. Right. And she was just like was bad to work with or was like tough to work with. She she, she yeah. has like a bad reputation. Um or like just like wh- didn't get along with the SNL. Uh, cast uh-huh. at least um, right because she was like a little more I mean, old timey or something. People right? who like... accused her of, for example, uh, Chevy Chase accused her of solipsism. Michael O'Donoghue <laughs> called him her clinically berserk. Right. Uh, so like they are ones to talk. In... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, hmm. I think you got to give it to me. I'm not going to come up with the name. It's of course. Uh, star of the satirical soap opera Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Of course. Louise Lasser. Louise Lasser, of course. <laughs> I, you know, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. One of my coworkers, like, is constantly recommending Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman to me. She has, like, the box set. Um, and I see why you were now so excited about soap opera uh, being a, yeah. a kind of hint. Um, mm-hmm. Louise Lasser. I'm glad mm-hmm. she's still getting work. Yep. 
Yeah, she was in Funny Pages five years ago, and now it's out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so chatting. yeah, there's your uh, update on the uh, uh, the Funny Pages cast. Perhaps we will uh, do some reporting to see if we can uh, ascertain for sure whether or not Kevin.com Brown is still in the film. This may not be the end of this segment. Uh, Great. Is all I have it's because it's clearly a barn burner that everyone enjoys. Yeah. And comes I think out of so. looking great. I think this is our best segment. Uh, but now, we're going to go through... disagree on that one. <laughs> well, different strokes for different folks. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, now we're going to uh, go through some of the films that have premiered at this year's Cannes Film Festival. We are over halfway through the festival uh, of the films in competition. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 have premiered, including uh, the Dardens touring in Lokita this morning, which has not popped up in the grids yet, but seems to perhaps be uh, at least a moderate comeback. There definitely are some people saying, like, best movie since Two Days, One Night. Uh, that could mean a number of things, because the two subsequent movies were not well received. So, I will be curious to see how it grades out. Uh, sorry. Lost for a second. I will be curious to see how it grades out on these types of polls, but, uh, yeah, we're just gonna go through, I think, maybe to hopefully give people an idea of, like, what the sort of hierarchy of this festival in which stuff is maybe kind of scrunched towards the middle reception-wise, uh, we're gonna go this, uh, if you haven't seen the, uh, Screen Daily does a jury grid, um, we've got uh, you know, of international film critics, uh, the American film critics are, this year are, uh, Justin Chang and Stephanie Zacharek, uh, but, you know, like, uh, Peter Bradshaw also, and then some non-English language film critics who, uh, perhaps we haven't heard of. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna go through, you know, as I said, there's no, like, low bottoms or high highs so far this year uh we're starting at everything's most things are a two in some of some sort yeah there are only yeah only two films are not a two point something um but yeah starting at 1.8 as i mentioned uh the valeria bruni tedeschi film forever young uh i think kind of inspired by her experiences as a young actor in France. Um, Louis Garel plays Patrice Charel. And, like, yeah, like, this doesn't... There are... The fans of this film are not necessarily on the screen jury grid, but it does seem to have some fans. I think both this and the other French film that's premiered so far... The Deplachene have been received much better by French critics than by 
American critics particularly, or English language critics. Um, so yeah, like, it, it sounds like it's, like, perfectly fine. Uh, some people, a few people really like it. Um, yeah, and then we've got a bunch of stuff clustered at 2.1. I think, you know, the, the aforementioned Arnaud Deplachin film starring Marion Cotillard, I think there was maybe some hope that this would kind of be his first, like, more crossover hit in a while, and this is very much not that, I think, uh, like, among specifically American critics, it's been received even more poorly, like, it's probably been the worst-received film among American critics, um, but, like, yeah, has fans in France, um, and then, yeah, the other movies at 2.1 are, like, again, movies that have fans. Um, Holy Spider, the Aaliyah Bossy film, which is, like, had some minor controversy floating around, just of, like, the right. depictions of violence against women. Right. Uh, and this is one that has every possible rating on the critics' grid. That's true. It has it a zero, does. one, two, three, and 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is impressive, because on the grid as a whole, not a ton of zeros and not a ton of fours. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, uh, The Eight Mountains, uh, the Italian film by the Belgian directors, uh, Felix van Groningen and Charlotte van der Meersch, uh, both of whom brought us the Brooklyn Circle breakdown in competition a number of years ago, which I think got a foreign language nom, and of course, the former of whom brought us uh, Timothy Chalamet as Beautiful Boy. Yes. Uh, this was film... TIFF premiere? Or what did it play? No, it was at Venice. Was it at Venice? It okay. was in competition at Venice. Um, yeah, this film, uh, Luca Marinelli is in it. It's based off, like, a very popular Italian novel that I think it maybe has even been adapted before um, that is about these, like, young boys who meet in the mountains who, like, one of them's a little more of a city boy and one of them's a little more country of a country boy, uh, and then they grow up and one of them is Luca Marinelli. Um, but yeah, like, uh, Jessica Kiang wrote a really positive review for, uh, Variety. Um, I was surprised to see it this low. Um, but yeah. Uh, moving on up, uh, to 2.2. We've got the <laughs> Kirill Serebrennikov film, Tchaikovsky's Wife. The opener, um, right? The the first, uh, the first uh, not the opener. The, I mean, in the competition. Open, yeah, the first competition film that played. Yes. Um, which, yeah, I mean, this is maybe the one that felt to me like it went over the most like a lead balloon. Um, I don't know. Like, I I was listening to the film comment podcast where like both uh both Jessica Kiang and Jordan Cronk were like I mean we actually kind of liked Petra's flu uh which also wasn't that well received and neither of them like this um yeah uh Jordan Cronk's observation was that uh he's moving away from the mode of his last few films which could be an okay thing because that mode was sort of 
inconsistent and could be like a little too aggressive, uh, but the mode he has apparently moved into for this film is boring. Yeah, well. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and this is of course the Russian film in competition, uh, Sarah Brennikov has defended the uh, Russian oligarch who funded the film as a great supporter of the arts. Um, yeah, I don't know. If uh, more people cared about this movie, maybe it would be more controversial. Um, but then moving up to 2.3. Yep, uh, a movie about which I've heard very little, uh, Boy From Heaven, brought to us by, uh, the director of the Chris Pine movie that no one liked, Extraction. that I don't remember the, yep. No. Uh, um, hmm? Extraction was the Chris Hemsworth Netflix No, movie. yeah, is it? Yeah, it was like, and it's, it's like also the, or something uh, like that. It's, it's like not, the, yeah, and it's not The Accountant. It's something like the Ben Affleck one. Um, yeah. The Contractor? Yeah, 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 yeah that's it's the contractor. The Contractor. Um, yeah, Tariq Saleh. Um, I mean, this is just like, it's, other than 1-1, one, one, it's just like all 2s and 3s, obviously leaning a little more towards 2s. Um, I guess it is just, Fine. Sure. Um, and then several films from higher profile directors clustered at 2.5, which, like, yeah. I think maybe if one of these films had, like, broken out a little more and not had this kind of mixed leaning reception, even though I think they all have, like, I would, I think 2.5 is a fine score. These have all been moderately well received. Right. Uh, but, like, not ecstatically as maybe you would hope, especially given that two of them have won Palm d'Ors, Ruben Ostland and Christian Munju. And then yesterday we also had uh, the new David Cronenberg film premiere. Um, and, yeah, all of these are just, like, they seem very much in play to win a prize. They seem they have fans. They also these people who don't really like them. It seems kind of like right. I mean, the Munju and Oslin feel more like they're just like if you like this director, right. you'll probably it's like, like a, this yeah, movie. Yeah, you like this flavor of things, yeah. sort mm -hmm. of thing. Because like those ones, yeah, they have like uh, Triangle of Sadness is another one that does the hat trick of hitting every score. Mm. Uh, uh, the Moonju, uh, all twos and threes except for one four, and then the Cronenberg, sure. all twos and threes. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't really know what to make of the Cronenberg reception. It um, seems like, like, critics in New York who saw it, who aren't it can, are slightly more positive. Yeah. I heard, um... um... There's someone on Twitter who said that a lot of the disappointment comes from people who are expecting something Cronenbergian rather than a Cronenberg movie. Yeah, that and, was uh, past guest. Yes, CJ yes, Prince. CJ Prince. Yes. Um. Yeah. And I thought I was uh, like, yeah, I could yeah. buy that. Like. Yeah, certainly. Um. And yeah, because it's like people being like, "Oh, this isn't as gross as I thought it was going to yeah. be." And it's like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm still excited for it, seeing it in a little over a week. Um, it's 
nice that it's going to come out. We we don't have to sit with this kind of weird reaction for, for too long. But, yeah. like, also, it is a post-2010 David Cronenberg film. Yeah. Uh, it's not like any of those have been received ecstatically. Um, but, yeah, then we've got... Uh, a couple films on the upper end of this, uh, the twos, um, Ayo by the venerable Polish director, Jerzy Skolomowski, um, about a donkey, uh, Eow. sounds like it's, I, I hadn't, it hadn't occurred to me that it could be, uh, I think that's I what it is. It's, We've it's, talked, yeah, yeah, I guess it I've probably about is. with other people. Yeah, All right, yeah. That sounds like, uh... <coughs> yeah. Yeah, like a... <laughs> almost. Right. Yeah, uh, sounds very pleasant. Um, sure, it's short, too, right? It's like, a, it's a, like that's the one, yeah. like 70 minutes or something. I've mostly yeah, seen positive yeah. things uh-huh. about this. People like the, the donkey... People like mm-hmm. there's a, I guess a lot of drone shots in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Isabella Pears in it, and people like her obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, Maybe that takes. Yeah, I believe Jersey Skolomowski was not able to attend the festival. Uh, so after the film, they had held up a big cardboard cutout of him standing with the donkey. Sure. Um. Yeah, this is another movie where even though it's higher rated it's all twos and threes it's three right. twos and seven threes um so like not not necessarily loved i know um uh blake williams i think it's like his favorite movie of the year having both been at can since then and gone to berlin uh so that's something uh, and then at 2.8, the second highest film so far, uh, James Gray's Armageddon Time. Uh, sounds good. It's focus features. We'll get to see it at some point. Again, it's like a James Gray movie is never going to be universally ecstatically received unless uh, he drastically changes the type of filmmaker that he is. It's always yeah. going to leave some people cold there's probably also gonna be people who like see it again a year later and they're like oh no that was actually really interesting um sure you know he's james gray it uh i mean like the the like concerns we were bringing up about like him dealing with issues of race and like is it gonna be kind of tone deaf it sounds like my impression is that that's not really the case given given that reactions have ranged from like Americans being like oh is this kind of racist to like more culturally conservative Europeans being like oh no this is James Gray virtue signaling I'm like okay so it just like falls somewhere in the middle and is like interesting and nuanced and like may not totally work but like right if he's trying both of those reactions I doubt that either of them are especially true. Yeah, sure. Uh, and he went viral on film Twitter for talking about uh, the value of uh, theatrical yeah. and uh, art house mm-hmm. That guy Sam posted mm-hmm. the video, right? 
I don't remember who initially. This was Sean Fennessy from the Ringer post. Right, that's right. And Sean Baker quote tweeted. It was like, great post, Sam. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, he Um, said, great post, Sam. James is right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was like, sorry, Sean. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I mean, James Gray is right. He does a Marlon Brando impression. He's right, and he's like the best. He did pick Aquaman as the superhero movie, which was a crushing blow. A a blow for Cullen. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) With so many on the table, he could have picked any other movie, and I would have been on his side. But he picked Aquaman, so now we're enemies. And he's banned from the broadcast. No. Wow. James, come on up. Yeah, we'll talk to James Gray. Um. And then, yeah, the highest-rated uh, film in competition far, so far on this grid. Uh, as I said earlier, there are two uh, of these spots that have not been filmed, so it could... I would imagine it won't fall below Armageddon time. It could fall below three, maybe. Um, but that's uh, Decision to Leave, uh, the Park Chan-wook film, which... Yep. Sounds Which great. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm yep. excited to see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh his last movie was great. Uh hope people, this one is yeah. like I, I guess like yeah. I don't think I'm seeing people saying that it's as good as the handmaiden necessarily. No, people are like Even it's like though, a little more minor and low key. Yeah. Like Even though like uh the handmaiden did very poorly on this grid right. and like at i Canada guess it's just general. been fully reclaimed at this point yeah that, like, it, no one yeah remembers. So, i mean it was basically reclaimed as soon as it came out in the u.s right yeah um but yeah so that is uh right yeah and we like i have... know like ayana murray like had tweeted uh that she felt like it was kind of like a more minor park but like still better than most of the stuff at the festival but i think earlier today read a review where she said it had kind of been growing on her so maybe that sort of minor park uh pejorative will kind of dissipate as it's been around um it generally seems a little and she wasn't the only one who said that at the time and it does like kind of seem uh, a little silly to me to like say a movie you just saw by a filmmaker you like is a minor film from them, but like whatever, we'll see. We'll see how it uh, does when it comes out in the U.S. as a movie. We'll put it out this fall. Yeah. Um, interesting. Just I'm very interested to see what sort of theatrical they're able to get for it. Yeah, like, it definitely seems like they are trying to increase their footprint with right, this, they're trying but to I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how... Six, I mean, they... I wonder, like, they've got that movie Go thing that they're doing right, in yeah. New York that I feel like they said they were going to start expanding. expanding in the spring, and I don't think that's happened yet, so I wonder if they are just, like, we need to have our own footprint be a little bigger before they can do that. I mean, because, like, I don't know, like, here in D.C., there certainly are not theaters that will consistently play movie releases. Not that all... A movie go is, like, their kind of version of movie movie pass that just, like, is focused on art house films, and it's just, like, they... 
they pick a movie once a week and you can go that see can that movie at any to, yeah. participating theater. So it's not like all movie movies, but I would imagine it makes more sense for them financially if like a you know, when they are putting out a movie that can be their movie of the week. Um right. So yeah. Sure. Um Yeah, so and then uh you know, the Dardanian Loki that has played as we record this, we don't have the mm-hmm. reaction, like, the formal reactions to it yet. Yeah, we don't have, like, scores, um, but as I yeah. said, like, The Pulse seems to be, like, their best movie since Two Days, One Night, but not clear, like, where on that spectrum between Two Days, One Night and The Holy Girl. No, not The Holy Girl. Um, the Unknown Girl and Young Ahmed, It Falls. Yeah. And like it that sounds, sounds like a tough sit, also. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, what else will have played by the time this episode comes out? And then uh, so later today, the Mario Martone film. I mean, almost everything will have because Friday is the last day. So, like, as this is coming out, the reactions on the last couple movies, the Riker and the Leonor Sarai will be coming out. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, the, today is Mario Martone, um, Wednesday is Saeed Rustai and Claire Denis, and then Thursday is the three-movie day, that's, uh, Albert Serra, Hirokazu Kureida, and Lucas Daunt. Uh, so that's the rest of competition. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, stuff that has done well in... Other sections, um, as I said, both of the Vicky Creeps movies in Uncertain Regards seem to have been received pretty well. Uh, the other one that I think has been received really well in Uncertain Regard actually also premiered uh, this morning, and that's Godland, the uh, Hilmer Palmason, uh, the Icelandic director of uh, The Winter Brothers and A White White Day. And, like, both of those movies... Uh, I heard were really interesting and like never caught and it sounds like this is maybe even like a step up from that uh, definitely that is the one that I've seen the most people be like why was this not in competition um you know out of competition we talked about Hasnavisius last week sure there's been like all the, the big stuff there's a trailer uh, for everyone the loves- Right, the, there's the trailer for the Miller out, which like got right. kind of weird reactions. I, mean, I feel like, like people a weird movie. don't know what to make of that. That have yeah. seen it. I like uh, the trailer I mean, a lot. It's yeah. I mean, like everyone loves Top Gun. Yeah. Um, sure. Irma Vep sounds cool. Irma Vep's gonna be sick. Three episodes of that. We'll yeah. probably do an episode on it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um... On the show or the movie or both? I guess we'll do both. Both. Right? And I'm, yeah, probably. I'm watching Les Vampire as well. Wow. Um, uh, I don't think people are really interested in seeing the Ethan Cohen, Jerry Lee Lewis sure. movie. I heard the people... not great things from the people who did. Yeah, yes. I, think. <laughs> I also heard not great things. Point Joel. Um, <laughs> well, we'll see. Um... Yeah, I mean, director's Fortnite, like, I think, you know, as we said, like, the 
Mayhem's in Love, I think, has been one of the best received yeah, everyone seems to uh, movies it. of the festival, and, like, the Mark Jenkins was pretty well liked, too. Some of the stuff from higher-profile filmmakers also got a slightly more mixed reception. Um, right at the beginning, uh, the Pietro Marcello, uh, definitely people seem to think is, like, a bit of a step-down from Martin Eden. Uh, but, like, still pretty well-received, so I'm still certainly interested in it. Um, and then also the Anna Rose Homer and Silo Davis, uh, God's Creatures. I mean, not even, like, the thing I'm seeing less than that it's not as good as The Fits is just that it's, like, not as exciting as The yeah. Fits was, which makes sense, because that was, like, an exciting movie from a new voice that, like, it's too bad that they didn't make a movie since then. Asyla Davis yeah. did not direct that film, but I think was both a co-writer and the editor. And I know Anna Rose Homer was, like, attached to make, like, a rodeo movie with Natalie Portman not that long after The Fits came out. That never happened. Um, but this is the one with, uh, Paul Meskel and, uh, um, Emily Watson, and, um, Eileen Franciosi from The Nightingale, also in it. Um, and the other Paul Meskel film, which is in Critics Week, uh, is, like, another one of the, like, most unqualified successes of right. the yes. festival so far. I'd yeah. say, um, After Sun by, uh, Charlotte Wells, who's a first-time, uh, British filmmaker... Um, yeah, I think she has, like, several shorts that are online that, like, mm -hmm. maybe if we're looking for something to talk about, we sure. can watch some of those. Um, but yeah, that, and that, oh, I, I, I think I missed it, uh, when I was copying and pasting in news stories, but A24 did buy that, um, so that's, uh, who knows? Uh, if and when anyone will see it, uh, but, and then, yeah, the other, uh, um, the, some of the other, like, directors' Fortnite things, I, I had been talking a lot about the Leia Mesius film, uh, which had been kind of hyped up as, like, maybe this will be in competition, and this might be, like, a, ish. Her first film was, like, fairly well-received, but this might be kind of, like, a breakout movie. And the kind of... A lot of the reviews I've seen of that are kind of, like, it's interesting, but it doesn't really work. Um, and then the other one that has also been well-received is the new movie from, uh, Verena Pella... Uh, pa ah. Verena Paravel and Lucian Casting-Taylor, the Leviathan director's that sounds like is really good, um, but also hard to watch because it is, like, set in, uh, hospitals and, like, about, uh, the human body and, uh, like, has a bunch of just, like, footage of medical procedures. Right. Uh, and it sounds like it's kind of, like, uh, treating the, uh, kind of, uh, comparing the human body as an organism to the hospital as an organism. So, yeah. sounds interesting. 
Uh, we'll see where that pops up again. And yeah, that feels like the highlights. Um, sure. I don't know. Anyone have any final thoughts on what we've seen so far from Can before uh, um, on special presentations? No, I, I picked um, the park when we did our palm predictions. Um, and yeah, I think gotta be. I want to stick with that. But I do think mm-hmm. we shouldn't count out E.O. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that is feeling much more possible as the festival goes on. And I think also Park, like, still makes sense. I said Minju, and I'm like, I still think that could happen. Um, sure. But I, I, mean, I said the gray, right? I said Armageddon time. Yeah. So we're all like... And Emilio yeah. said the Denis. Um, yeah. Which right. was, still has a chance, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I feel like there is, like, a vibe of, like, it kind of feels like maybe the Palm winner hasn't been seen yet. But there's not necessarily anything obvious. I mean, like, you know, I feel like there's, like, buzz about the Lucas Daunt movie. Um, that would be another second-time filmmaker winning. There's, like, buzz about the Saeed Rustai that'll premiere tomorrow. Obviously, like, Denis and Reichert, or Denis and Reichert, Coriada's Coriada. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some big names yeah. to come, obviously, very clearly, yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. Very, very curious to see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. I wonder how many of the movies that have been played so far will be blanked for awards, probably. Mm. Many of them. Yeah, yes. I would guess at least half. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back next week with... Uh, more can stuff. Maybe we'll have something from Emilio then. Maybe we'll yeah. have something from Emilio before then. Maybe right, we'll maybe have we'll something some from Emilio after then. Plans? Who knows? TBD. <laughs> yep. Something from Emilio at some point. More from the rest right. of us. Um, before the end of June, we will hear about what can was like from Emilio. <laughs> <That's> really, yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I certainly am willing to commit to that. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do we want to move into uh, special presentations? Andy, kick us off. Sure. I have not given much thought to what I'm going to specially present this week. I feel like you saw two things yesterday that I know you were excited about. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, I'll just shout out. Better Nate than ever on Disney+. Plus. Uh, a real charmer, a real delight from start to finish. Uh, you got Lisa Kudrow giving an incredible performance. You got Norbert Leo Butts and Michelle Federer playing uh, Nate's parents. They, of course, both original cast members of Wicked uh, and are in- married to each other in real life, which is a lot of fun. And then there's jokes about Wicked that they make in there, which is very fun. Uh, lots of fun Broadway people to... to point at and be like hey that's manny gonzalez hey that's priscilla lopez like that sort of thing uh yeah and it's just like you know it's really winning and really fun uh the plot is very silly uh but i recommend it disney plus on a real roll this year uh with their original movies wow jesse 
I don't think I have anything. I don't know that I have consumed anything right. since we. I mean, we save, I, in, I was... we save in staircase talk for when it's over, Jesse. We. <laughs> oh yeah, I think so. Okay, um, we'll talk about the staircase when it's over. Yeah, I mean, like, I, yeah, I just like was uh, out of town for a while. Uh, sure. My brother graduated from. Ithaca College, very proud of him. I guess I can say, uh, do not recommend attending a graduation ceremony oh, at a large college. Um, what a, what a bore. Um, I love graduation ceremonies. It will come as no surprise to any listener. <laughs> <laughs> love hearing yeah. pop and circumstance over and over again. It's my favorite thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I was really hoping they'd uh, break something else out as we reached the uh, the forty fifth yeah. minute of uh, people walking across the stage. Uh, uh, I feel like uh, if I were to graduate from a large institution, which will not happen, perhaps I would uh, request yakety sacks or something of that sort. I think that would. Uh, Flight of the Change Bumblebee. things up fun. nicely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Amy Goodman got an honorary degree and uh, couldn't be bothered to show up. Uh, <laughs> That's such a power move. To, like, the yeah. college is giving you an honorary yeah, degree. Yeah, she sent and you in don't... a video. Uh, right. Yeah, Cullen? Yeah, um, what do I want to specially present? I've been away for a minute, so That's I have right. a lot Welcome of Welcome back, Cullen. We're glad you made it back from New York, finally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to present catching COVID. Um, <laughs> Any of the Hongs particularly stand out yeah, for you to shout out? They... What is a Hong that I liked a lot? I rewatched Claire's camera there, and that one shot up in my estimation of mm. it. Um, I think it's really great. Um, you know, I former guest of the show, Jesse's best friend, Daniel Foster. Um, <clears throat> last time he was on, he recommended a movie uh, called... I've Always Loved You by Frank Borzage. Um, and I watched that recently. And um, a lot of it revolves around this um, performance of this uh, Rachmaninoff piece. So I've been listening to a lot of Rachmaninoff. And uh, I just rec- would recommend that to everybody. It's uh, great stuff. All right. Well, with that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Can I Kick It, on Letterboxd at CIKIPod, on Instagram, Instagram. at CIKIPod. Mm-hmm. You can email us at Can I Kick It Pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you about anything. If you've got a question, We'll answer it if you've right. got perhaps a question a piece for of Emilio news. on the ground. Oh, like sure. He's... If you've got anything for him, uh, if you've got uh, a piece of news you think we might have missed that you'd like to hear us discuss, perhaps we'll get to it. Um, 
if you've got a comment, we'll address right. it. If you know whether dot com is in that movie or not, let us yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely. If you know if dot com is in funny pages, send us an email for sure. That will be of the highest priority. Um, or anyone else who's in that movie who we may not have discussed. Um, yeah. Uh, you can donate to us at ko-fi.com slash canai, C-A-N-N-E-S. Uh, always a wonderful notification to get. Huh? I. Yep. C-A-N-N-E-S-I. Put that I Mm -hmm. there. Kansi. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes, it is always great whenever we get it. We got a couple this week. We really appreciate it. Uh, mm-hmm. We should do a recurring donor pull again soon. We I should, of, yeah. I keep saying that, but then we don't do it. So, uh, well, I it's... haven't heard you say it, so I'll sure I'll get it done. Um, right. Yeah, um, you can follow me at oh you uh, our theme song. Thanks to Tree Related uh, for our theme song. You can find on uh, Spotify or SoundCloud under Tree Related. Um, and yeah, you can find me on, uh, some platforms at JCP Glick Weber, uh, Weber has two Bs, Andy. Andy T-Germ. Colin? Uh, gladly on everything. Also, if you want a tattoo, get a tattoo. <laughs> Don't get a tattoo. It's, it's, it's cool and fun. It'll get infected. I made, uh, it won't get infected if you take care of it. Yeah. Yeah, tattoos are they're nice. Um Alright. Well with that, I will release our audience. Bye. Bye.